0: It's the daily talk show. I'm Josh Jansen. I'm Tommy Jacket. And, and
1: I'm oh, can I say yeah, hello you, already? Yeah, say your name. I'm excited. I'm Lisa Stevenson.
0: Hey, Lisa. And this this is a conversation sometimes worth recording, but I think with Lisa being on, we can get rid of the sometimes
2: because it will definitely be
0: worth recording.
1: Well, maybe should we make that decision at the end? Well, it makes true. me. <laughs> whenever I have
0: someone on, I always get like uh, the first two two minutes is me freaking out about the recording making
2: sure that we're the levels are okay. But have you as you've gained Lisa, yes. that's Josh on uh, macro scale. Yes. Freaking out about majority of things going on.
1: That Ma- has been my experience of him already <laughs> and we've been here for 10 minutes.
2: You've talked about applying creams to your cut. You've talked about <laughs> shitting yourself. No, that was Lisa was giving me feedback no, on my No, but you've cut. talked about was, You've both... Okay, yeah, sure.
1: There was a debrief.
2: Um, it's been good. but So, th- yeah, Tommy... Explain how you know Lisa, please. Maybe no. I want Lisa to explain how we know each other, and then I'll see if that ty- you know uh, works together. Because I told Josh on the way here
1: okay. how we kind of met. Yes, and my version might be friendship. different. Yeah, I know. That I want he- to hear. Yeah. it. Yeah, okay. So I would say it's about eight years ago. Hmm. I went to this little event called MBE Mind Body Emotion which was really code for we're going to make you vomit on the beach and run really hard and exercise, like a boot camp-styled experience. It was a bit of that. It was a bit of that, um, hosted by our mutual friend, Mr Craig Harper. Yes. And you were there, and I think you were 12 (laughs) at the time. (laughs) And Pretty sure I wasn't that far yeah, off <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah um, Your hair was like it is now You've always had your quiff going on It's the
2: toupee, it hasn't changed yeah, and it yeah. won't change
1: <laughs> And we, um, you and I worked out together Yeah. And at that time you were in your personal training phase mm. and It is I, a phase, isn't it, it? It is a phase, I think Well, it well, was for Tommy Most
2: <laughs> personal trainers want to get out of being a personal trainer To get well, to the next thing well, Do they? I think mm. so most yeah. of the ones I know are, like, trying to transition out, create their own online program. Mm. We'll start- I feel like you've
1: interrupted me already. Well, this is the shtick. This it. is this is, is, I is I We
0: have a segment called Close the Loop where we collect all the shit that we've not finished.
1: <laughs> all the stories that we yeah. started and didn't finish. But okay. we'll, let you,
2: we'll let you finish.
1: So, well, that was it really. Oh. No, 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 I'm joking. <laughs> so, we, yeah, so, and then... After that, I think we decided we kind of liked each other. Mm. Um, I was at that time in a really interesting th- – well, interesting is not the right word, but had just very suddenly become single mum and trying to transform life, body and all of it. And we used to hang out in your gym together mm. and you used to train me. Yeah. And look at you now all grown up with a podcast. isn't? And the-, the same hair. And the same hair. Look at you go.
0: I remember uh, a few months ago, maybe six months ago. mm uh Tommy was telling me that I, how he was speaking to to you on the phone so this is how i this Which is, my, is not appropriate this, is, for a podcast. this is, no this is my first this was my first uh memory of tommy it's funny how when uh, you connect up with someone the the first conversation I remember tommy being like Mate, because we would have, before the podcast. I just want to laugh know, already. Yeah, where really. is this going? I don't know. Yeah, where everyone's, going. Going. everyone's nervous. Well, I'm Everyone, nervous. <laughs> everyone's nervous. No, but Tommy, <laughs> uh, you know, we're always looking at uh, inspiration and what people are doing and all that sort of thing. And I remember Tommy got off the phone with you and was saying, mate, she's... Going to America, she's doing all this. She's she's <laughs> did she he say did. it with that tone? Yeah, yeah that's right. my voice. Okay, like going to America, like big smoke. Going to America, big smoke. she goes to America, US of A. <laughs> yeah, they fly her there <laughs> in an she,
1: actual plane. Yeah,
0: in a plane, mm. and she's uh, um, and so started talking about all the leadership stuff and all that sort of thing. And what I was getting out of it was how. Annoying, Lisa. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) No, the personal, like how, uh, um, maybe a bit about on personal brand and how someone can actually build a business around themselves first and actually scale it up to be something that's like fairly, like that's Mm. really successful versus just paying a salary. Like getting to a Mm. point where it's like you're coveted. People want you, like want to actually get you somewhere to and your main commodity is and you can correct me if i'm wrong but it's like your mind it's your ideas it's your ability to facilitate all of that sort of stuff what is it that you do now how do you describe it to people
1: oh gee right so well firstly that was nice Mm -hmm. and it is i have worked really hard you know i have been consulting coaching facilitating learning studying for you know, about 20 years. So, I know I don't look that old, do I? I know you're shocked. I can see it on your face. Um, she started
0: when she was five years yeah, old, guys. I was five.
1: <laughs> and, um, and so, there is something that is super cool about someone saying, we are going to pay you to go to another country, mm. whether it's Asia, America, New Zealand, to work with our people. Yeah. And I think that's about lots of really hard work, mm-hmm. building trust and rapport. Um, exceeding expectations of what people actually expect from you,. Yeah. And I'm really committed to creating an experience and an environment where people can learn about themselves.
0: Yeah. You how know? do you how do you measure so like how do you actually measure whether you're doing a good job at what you do?
1: If they're laughing at my jokes, <laughs> that's my measure. That's my measure. Are they having a good time and if they're laughing at me, which is normally something I ask them to commit to up front. <laughs> yes. That's a good um, idea. it works for me. It just keeps my energy going. Um, so I think you know you're doing a good job because you can see people reflecting and mm-hmm. thinking and the emotion is normally quite obvious if someone is doing the work on themselves. Yeah. And also people do tell you if you're yeah, doing, yeah. Yeah. if you're hitting the brief or not. And yeah. you
2: get hired again.
1: And you get another job so and he, your invoices get paid. Correct. Yeah. yeah.
2: What clients are you working with in that coaching consulting You don't have capacity? to say exact names. It's I mean, but like it's can you? It's banks. I mean, it's I'm it's trying to get it to beef I, herself up I a bit. But no, I also... <laughs>
0: But I also want to give her the opportunity, not to shit-can things, but talk openly without the. the Don't the answer way. a
2: question for her. I know. I just wanted I know, to ask I just, her
0: a I just saw Lisa flinch when you said what clients are you working for, and yeah. I couldn't. T- and so now
2: I've was- seen Lisa speak a lot of times, and she talks about all this okay, stuff. So, you're so I'm asking a question I know the answer to. Okay. Yeah, which okay. seems weird, but but
1: can I just say, Josh, I really appreciated your <laughs> sensitivity and support. Yeah. Tommy clearly doesn't care, I mean, and I appreciate that. Yes, yeah. Craig <laughs> Alba says. So- (laughs) So, (laughs) so, so of course, we actually sign a lot of confidentiality contracts. There's lots of clients that we work with on a one-on-one basis Mm -hmm. that we would never talk about publicly Mm -hmm. uh, because we do work with uh, elite athletes, entrepreneurs, CEOs, um, all different types of people really. It doesn't really matter what they do. Coaching is kind of relevant to everyone. But in terms of who are the people that we service, with as organisations, um, shall I pull out some names? They're nice yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell- Tommy's
0: Tommy's gonna fucking love it. So yeah, just okay. It. So
1: we we've delivered programs and work for Telstra, mm-hmm. uh, for Macquarie Bank, NAB, National Australia Bank, Australian Unity, uh, Treasury Wine Estates, which are the people that send me to America to mm. Napa. Can you believe they actually? pay me set. to go to Napa. It's
2: crazy. I mean, we we beefed that up. So it was it felt bigger than it was or it mm. needed to be by no, saying think, the client's I names. I think that
1: was... No, I I'm saying
2: Josh saying, pre- prefacing yeah, okay. that what we're about to do is big. <laughs> but the reason I wanted to, to have give you the opportunity to talk about what you're doing, because mm. I think like if we go back those eight years, when we met, you said it was a time that was... Tough for you, Mm. and I mean, everyone was on that program because they wanted to change something. Yeah, Craig had a hundred people who, you know, were in all sorts. Essentially, I remember people crying. It's a weekend where you're kind of opening up.
0: I don't know know, if I could handle a group setting like that.
2: It's no, it's not. I don't think it. It's not all like that, but there is isolated Mm. instances instances where that is going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, Lisa and I are laughing and training, (laughs) vomiting on the beach. To be honest, from knowing your story now, and knowing you at that time, I had no idea what you were going through. Mm. And it's like eight years later, you've been able to tell the story. Can you tell the story of what you were going through at that time?
1: Uh, can we? All right. We'll do, <laughs> we'll, we'll do a, a small version of that. Um, so, at that time, it's about eight and a half years ago, I very suddenly became a single mum and found that my husband at the time, we had been together since we were very young, um, had left and was not coming back. And I found myself in the position of being the sole carer of three little people. And it was just the most overwhelming thing to think that I am now going to have to be responsible for their emotional, spiritual, physical well-being and I need to find a way to earn an income. And I think what was significant for me at that time was that I was prepared to do the work that was required to create an awesome life. And it was it was a traumatic time, like we're talking sitting in the bottom of the shower and going, how do I do tomorrow? Sitting down in the
0: shower is yeah. pretty underrated though. Yeah. Like <laughs> You
1: know, like now I do it just is. for fun. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah.
0: Like it can be a traumatic experience but it can yeah. also be a way of life.
1: Yeah. yeah. On. yeah. That's right. Therapeutic. Yeah. A strategy. A life yeah. strategy. Yeah.
0: Just put on some goggles.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until the hot water runs yeah. out. <laughs> this is where we solve the big issues. Exactly. If only we had known yeah. how many things could be solved with a hot shower, yeah. sitting in the bottom of a hot shower.
3: And now you
0: have your own plastic chair that you put yeah. in. Yeah,
1: with a little railing, just for me.
0: So you were, so you were Going through that time, what was the default? Was it worrying about your kids as the default thing? Or what's like when something like that happens, where does your mind first go? Like what's the first thing that you actually think about?
1: That's a good question because it's a simple answer, which is survival. Mm. It's about Mm. survival. How am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to get them to school? How will I keep them safe? How will I give them everything they need? And in the middle of that, as a grown-up, you know that there's something that's required about looking after yourself.
0: Yeah. You know? it sounds pretty selfless in the sense of, I feel like if that, something like that happened to me, the default would almost be like a bit PR strategy where it's like, what's the story that I'm going to tell the world of what's just mm. happened to me, mm. which is probably says a lot about my mm, uh, That's own interesting. Issues. Should we maybe unpack <laughs> yeah, that? So we, we can unpack <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but do, did you, how much of that storytelling for you was the important thing of understand, like how much did you need to understand what happened versus just moving forward?
1: So I've only just started sharing the story Mm -hmm. recently. Uh, There have been times over the years where in the spirit of building trust and sharing and honouring my clients, I have shared some of the story because they have been courageous enough to talk with me. But in terms of the public speaking that I do to large audiences and the book that I've written and the conversations that I now have with people, it's actually pretty recent. Mm. Um, I would say the public version of that was an event that Tommy and I were at together, not that long ago, really.
2: It was another one of Craig Harper's camps.
1: Yeah. It was. It was. Isn't that funny? Does that does that mean you and I are awesome, and or we just need to get a life? <laughs> well, what? we
2: paid to go to the first ones. <laughs> now he then pays us to go to his yeah. <laughs> to help him out.
1: So um, I don't hang on, hang on, just stop right there. I didn't get paid. Oh well, I, you know. <laughs> did you? <laughs> well, I make
2: videos, so minimum wage to yeah. be clear. Yeah, I yeah, did yeah. get so, yeah. dinner.
1: I did get dinner. Yeah, but um, that you did share that. I did share that, I and cried. so. Did you?
2: Yeah, I was crying up the back.
1: Oh, thank you for caring. <laughs> You're
2: going to collect these Like, yeah. Thank you. Well, I've got
1: the jar. Yeah, you I, can just sort because of- mostly, did you notice my shock? Most of you, mostly you just laugh at me and yeah, make fun right. of me. So it's nice to know that you cared a little bit as well. So if we kind of circle back to that question, you know, back in the first years of establishing this business, uh, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was about... The little entrepreneurial voice saying, well, you could just go and get a job. Mm -hmm. And I had always had a career that I had been proud of, but it was just something that I did, you know, being a mum and being a wife and being a friend and part of a family and all of those things were really important to me. And then I found myself in the position of saying, well, if I was going to be brave... And if I was going to absolutely be the person that determines what my future is going to look like, mm. that means I need to do the work to work out what that would be. Yeah. And I didn't sit there and go, oh, how about, you know, a global consulting company and maybe someone will pay me to go to Napa. Yeah, But I did think big.
0: Yeah. And so, did you, how much in your mind, because as you were saying, you only recently started externalizing that story. How much did it actually play on in your head? Was it something that you thought about a lot or was it something, did you use it as fuel? Or like what happens to that story in over an eight-year period when you go through something traumatic, like what, what is the actual, what's the journey in regards to getting to the point of telling the story?
1: Mm. So basically I was just told to (laughs) by our our friend Craig Harper. But no, there's been a real evolution. There's been an evolution of sharing with clients and sharing with friends and in, you know, drafting and redrafting a book and how it is that I want to share that. And also even conversations actually with my Mm. ex-husband to say, you know, have I got this right? Yeah. You know, am I really honouring kind of the truth of what happened mm-hmm. and making sure that I'm being respectful of what is true? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and so I would say that, I don't know, the work we that I've done with others and the work that I've done on myself is, is what's allowed me to be really good at my job mm-hmm. by having experiences that really – push us to find out what we're capable of we then see it in others
2: yeah yeah I've been thinking a lot recently about where you are right now and for me personally and thinking about the place in the story of my life of of where that is and so it's with my business and I was talking with someone recently about they said is do you think this is the thing for you like your business do you think that's your big thing and I was thinking I don't know I don't know if it is and where does it fit within my story? Because it's a hard thing to swallow if you're like, you've just started this business and you're like, oh, this isn't the big thing for me. But yeah. it's a part of my story that needs to get me to that big thing. Yeah. And so, I mean, for you, it's like, are you were you conscious of that story? I guess it's kind of where Josh was going. He conscious of like, maybe Did this you is just, just that were you just
1: Was that your way of saying I didn't answer his question? Mm-hmm. No, no, that? no.
2: <laughs> no, but yes. <laughs> Do you know one thing yeah. I just want to say about
0: TJ... And it's something that we're constantly talking about. I don't know if it's a masculine quality that he has, which is just—I'm currently flexing. Yeah, yeah, he's he's flexing. He's got a big. Sorry, stop flexing. No, no, but Tommy just has this. um, Tommy is kind, thoughtful, and also just can rub me the wrong way in the way he says shit sometimes. And I reckon that it's just—it's. And he's learning over time. This is a 360 review, I thought, yeah. given we got the coach. Should I be taking notes? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. But, no, it's interesting, right? Like, Toby says these things where I'm like, I've known him long enough to know what his intentions are and what he's trying to say. But the question or the words that are sometimes used don't necessarily match with the softness. Like, he's got this, like, harsh harsh I'm woman. just being me <laughs> yeah. no but you know, do you know what, what I mean? No, do it you, you're no, very but, authentic no but you in the sense no, in the sense but it's interesting with guests and stuff like that because it's like um I think sometimes I feel like I need a preface where I'm like he actually he what he's saying he actually really loves you <laughs> and really but at least he knows that
2: I mean you've know but you've seen you've known me for a long time now. no but you know but yes, but have.
0: do you know what I do you get that sense like, having worked with Tommy and all that sort of thing yeah it's almost like this tough love or not even unapologetic, just this honesty. Well, he's direct. Yeah.
1: He's direct and he has clarity about what he needs and wants. And... My my, we laugh a lot, don't we? Yeah, we, do. we laugh. I mean, we've travelled together and been on planes and. You've been Quons to Club America yet? Do you? No, no, no. Do you get no. that bloody invite. Yeah.
0: <laughs> America, that would be big. So, we've got people who listen in America.
1: I, I think we've dissected
2: mm. me as far as <laughs> looking to who I am. <laughs> no, your so your business. Question. Is, yes.
1: But your business is. This is what we do. This yeah, is what you, we do. You
2: ask people to look at themselves yeah. and say, who, "Who am I?
1: Who am I in the world? And who do I want to be?" And that kind of breaks down into a few different things. So, there's there's the past story of us, and I'll come back to your point, Tommy, about the different chapters that we have in life and how do we actually know. But there's where we've been, where we are now, and where we're going. So, there's something that's always really important for us to look back on the story and say, well, what do I want to take from that? What are the learnings? What are the things that I like about myself? What are the things I've done that perhaps I regret that I need to do differently next time? And then there's where am I now? So where am I getting my energy from, my passion from? Am I actually learning stuff? Do I have opportunities to meet new people? You know, whatever your things are. And we also look quite carefully at what people value. You know, so am I living in a, in a way that is aligned with the things that actually really matter to me? And then aspirationally, who do I want to be? So they're kind of big questions, but we don't tend to go to work each day, do we? And go, hey, hi, shall we get coffee and have a conversation about where you'd like your life to be in 10 years time? Mm.
0: Do you think of most people's st- stories that they've created, do they serve them in a positive way? Or do you find that the stories that people are creating work against them?
1: Well, I, we do self-sabotage a lot, mm-hmm. particularly people who are high-performing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're often very critical of themselves, uh, I find. so the, and, and we do tend to write a story that suits us, particularly yeah. the one we're telling other people. I think that's human nature. But, you know, when you're alone in the bottom of the shower, (laughs) what's the truth that you're telling yourself? Yeah. You know, when you go to bed at night and put your head on the pillow, do you like who you are and how you are being with others and the career choices that you've made and how you do relationships or is there some stuff that you'd like to be doing better?
0: How do you differentiate, though, I guess, between – I remember hearing the saying, thoughts aren't facts. So, Mm. if you're going home – and you're in the shower and you think, my mm. life is shit, they, mm. these relationships aren't. How do you decipher whether that's an anxiety, self-sabotage or mm. actually something that needs greater reflection?
1: Mm. So, the stuff that we think is really important. Mm-hmm. Can I just stop here and, and do a, share a little bit of theory for a minute? Yeah, great. Yes. And if it's boring, you can indicate to me by yawning.
0: Tommy will, if we know anything, Tommy will just tell you. He'll just, I'll tell you Yeah. Shut up.
1: (laughs) You could probably just give me a look. So, I actually, I find this really fascinating. So, do you know if you just think something, it kind of passes through your brain and it goes and it doesn't mean a lot. If you have that same thought six times, you actually start to create a pathway in your brain. And the way that our brain works is to look for evidence to make us right, to keep us safe. So if you collect if you have a series of thoughts and beliefs about yourself that say I'm not good at that or people don't respect me for that or why can't I do that better you will actually be looking for evidence each day to make that right. Yeah.
0: And that's almost like uh, me being critical of myself with Tommy. I see him as this masculine dude who and so my default is almost like I'm hyper aware of always looking out for aggression or things like where it's like one-tenth of the time he's doing it. And I guess we do that with everyone, right? We, it's like, we do.
1: It's like if you're about to buy a new car, yeah. all of a sudden you see cars everywhere that you think are beautiful or if you're thinking about having a baby, yeah. everyone's mm-hmm. pregnant, yeah. you know, and that's the way that our brain works. Mm-hmm. And so what we think is really important. So a lot of the work that we do in coaching with people is, is to actually find out what's going on in their head. What are the beliefs that you're really attached to? And it's, I think, really interesting to consider what beliefs do you have that are even yours? Mm-hmm. A lot of them come from, you know, our parents when we're growing up and then in the education system and the world around mm-hmm. us. What beliefs do you have that will serve you and help you and support you in creating your own version of success?
0: Mm-hmm. We, Tommy and I have spoken about fake it. Before you make it, mm. and uh, us feeling a bit uncomfortable with that idea because it mm. feels like you're not being your true, authentic not being self. Being
1: authentic, yeah, yeah. What's
0: your vibe on fake it till you make
3: it?
1: No, we don't fake it. Yeah, we don't fake it. Absolutely, do not fake it. But we we do trust ourselves, and we do give ourselves permission to try out new things as if we know that's Mm -hmm. how we build muscle memory so it's absolutely okay to to you know often people will talk to me about i'd love to be a speaker i'd love Mm -hmm. to learn to be able to present and share my story so you know you have to step on stage and do the hours you have to build the muscle memory and how it feels to stand in front of people how to read the room so we don't fake it but we have to step in and do it like Mm -hmm. And trust ourselves that we can.
2: It's that imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. Do you experience
1: that? Yeah, of course. Of course. I'll share something with you that... um I haven't said to anyone. This is an
0: exclusive. It's an exclusive. If if, if we love anything more. Will you pay me extra for this? Absolutely. As we're going to pay you as much as Craig paid you for the last. Yeah, that's right.
1: Which would be zero. (laughs) Um,
2: We'll give you dessert as well as dinner. (laughs) So
1: I, you know, I have just, I, I'm actually really, you know, I'm proud of the work that I've done and this business that I've created. I, I, I think I haven't messed up my children too much. They're great. Um, The kids are awesome. Thank you, Tommy. They're pretty good. Um, You know, I have beautiful friends. There's a a lot in my life that is super cool. Mm. Um, I've just written a book and it's terrifying. Yeah. It's actually terrifying. And there are some really generous, you know, supportive people out there who are buying the book. And I've got this app on my phone and a little – it just pops up on my phone each time someone's ordered. ching ching But that's not what I think, Tommy. Like the imposter syndrome stuff is I go, yeah. oh, God, I hope they like it. Yeah. What it. I should offer them a refund in case they don't. Yeah. You know, like I have poured my heart and soul into this and worked so hard on it. And there is, of course, this part of me that is a little bit kind of terrified and who am I to think that I can – Do I get to call myself an author now? Mm, You know, like I think we all have that, that feeling of wanting to have, you know, purpose and credibility and we want people to be proud of us. And and in fact, I think lots of us even measure part of our success on that, you know, Mm. how other people talk about us, Mm. which is essentially our brand. Yeah. So I had not considered and you just don't know what you don't know, right? Mm. Have you heard that saying? I like that one a lot. We really don't know what we don't know and so I just thought I'd write a book and that would be fun and maybe someone would publish it and I hadn't actually considered for a moment that it would get reviewed. What? (laughs) What? Like there are actually people who are going to read this and review it and what if they write something that makes me cry? Mm. Yeah.
2: You well, Josh got called a soy boy on the internet. Yeah, the I, was, I, was oh, a, I heard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah trolls.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that the – and I guess one of the mechanisms that can be used is realizing why you're doing – like what that metric is. And yes. so reviews – like I guess that the thing with say the daily talk show using that as an example, it's like we're saying all these things every single day and we know – like – We're self-critical of what we're doing, but it's almost like you can't ever use the external... I find that you can't use that external comments. Like it's you've got to be as detached to the positive stuff mm. so that when the negative ones come in, this is how I cope with it anyway. So when the negative ones come in, I'm already detached that whole thing. I realize that they're saying one part. If someone says something positive, I'm like, they saw this one part which was positive and I realize mm. that I've still got a lot to do. And when someone mm-hmm. says something negative, I'm like, yes, there was probably that negative, but they're saying this one part. But I think... Yeah, it's
3: a...
1: Um, There's a complexity in this though, right? Yeah. Because when we look at social media uh, and this type of forum, it's I think it's a, an important filter we put on, yeah. you know, what you're talking about. We cannot measure our own identity or our own success or how we feel about ourselves necessarily by what people comment, right? Mm. But out in the real world where you are running a business, <laughs> you,
0: you are. actually...
1: I am. My yeah. business depends on what people mm. say and feel about when they're in a room with me yeah. and that that's how I need to be able to pay my team and send out and distribute invoices and, yeah. you yeah. know, so actually what people think and the commentary that they will have about what you've shared, taught, learnt, led them on is really important.
0: Yeah, and it's even talking about that, say, am I an author, am I this, am I that? there's there's a element of me which is like i don't i'm not anything like i i don't want to put a label but when you Mm. talk about brand to be able to actually sell yourself Mm. you need to be able to uh say what you are and what you do how how have you found that journey of describing what you're laughing at (laughs) is it too much
1: well no because tommy's given me feedback on this yeah Um, because when we've had conversations about brand before and he's provided me with some thoughts that I don't seem to have an issue in talking about who I am and what I do and my brand and you know when you think about things like networking and you know often people feel like that's Hard and it's you need to shower afterwards and it's kind of yeah. all gross. Sitting and, down, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sitting yeah. down. Well, that's clearly our theme yeah. for today. Who yeah. knew? Uh Sitting and
0: down in the shower with Lisa is going to be the <laughs> title of this episode. Do you know what? I'm it's actually it's real clickbaity and I'm late yeah. on the Daily Mail, but I'm up for it. I'm really, <laughs> I really. The title. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I'm getting a visual that I'm not comfortable with <laughs> and. I think should we just move on from that? Exactly. I'm really confident that you and I will never be at the bottom of the shower, <laughs> no. Josh. So yeah. um and You're also here for
0: another exclusive yeah, for the that's,
1: that's right. And can I just say at this point, my children might listen to this. So mummy will not be getting in the shower with Josh yeah. um, without it
2: being filmed. So <laughs> you will be on camera if it happens.
1: Stop, stop. So, you know, the brand and and talking to people about who we are I think we need to get really comfortable with our own story mm-hmm. you know it's it's and there's something about Australian culture that is you know particularly tall poppy conservative when i go to america i'm so awesome you know i am hilarious and interesting you know in australia we we absolutely expect people to earn their place and we don't we've we we expect people to be very humble don't we Mm, yeah don't talk about being too good because that makes you Mm ego-based and but what we know is really successful people have healthy egos. You yeah. know, they do know what they do and who they are.
2: So I've seen you talk in front of hundreds of people and the th- main thing I've ta- I have taken from seeing you speak and I said to Josh is that you, you're very sure on who you are and it's almost like refreshing and that's why it was so polarizing for me because I was like, wow, this you know, is a woman who's standing on stage talking to these ladies and she's super sure. And mm. that's super hard. And that's why I, what I said, I was worried that you're going to say that I said something aggressive to you or something. No. But <laughs> no, what I said no. was you're great at selling yourself.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, because I don't think of it as selling myself. Mm. Right. And I think the what, well, what I hope is relatable to people when they're listening to me speak is that um, I'm sure of myself, but not perfect. Mm. There is a whole lot of stuff that yeah. I get wrong and need to do better at and still want to learn. And, you know, I think as soon as you set yourself up as an expert, you're in trouble. Yeah. As soon as you walk onto a stage or into a client meeting with an expectation that you are the person that is going to change everything, bring all the solutions, add all the value and people should listen, you're setting yourself up to fail. I'm very very clear when I'm, you know, talking and sharing my story that uh, there's times when, you know, I get lonely mm-hmm. and, and being a single mum is – it's a big job, you know, and there's there's things that make me sad and there's things that I've tried in the business that perhaps haven't gone as well as I would have thought and I think – I hope, Tommy, that's part of it. I hope that people relate to the fact that I go, I've just got some stuff to share, Yeah, you know, some lessons that I've learned.
2: Well, you do definitely communicate – with the level of, un- like, empathy for how hard life can be. Mm. And I think it really comes across. Like, you're not out there just going, this is how you need to live and this is how your life should be, which a lot of people are doing. Yeah. And it, and it comes across as Well, that is cringe. aggressive, Josh, yeah. when people
1: do that. And people do do that. And there's, I don't know, I think there's a shift at the moment around we don't have the connection in our communities that we probably should. hmm and so there is a need for people who they I I just find people are responding to stories authenticity
0: Uh, yeah and I think it's also the most confident people I know confidence is about being confident in your story the good and the bad and so the the there's a fake confidence I guess that's that's been a thing where it's like, this is the high, like everyone's got their highlight reel now. They've got Instagram for that. Yes, yeah. And so I think that, yeah, people are seeking something greater, which is, and that's why I think that in startup land, you know, fail fast is this, you know, big exciting thing now. Mm -hmm. It's like there is a celebration in screwing up. Yeah. And realizing that to get to some level of success you need to trip over a hundred times. And we're almost, you know, they talk about like within the startup world, they talk about hockey stick growth. And if something goes up too fast, that's now like not a great thing because if it goes up really fast, it might come down. Yeah, so my chance. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Um,
2: well, it's I think it comes back to you're in a time now where being um, honest about your story mm. will have the greatest connection.
1: I I hope so. And I, you know, as a, (laughs) I'm just thinking, you know, what are the things that people connect to? And there's a whole lot of, you know, theory and knowledge and we do a lot of stuff around leadership and, but the things that people remember are how they kind of feel in the moment and the stuff that relates to them in their story. So we all have a lens that we put on stuff when we hear it. I could share the same story with you and anyone who might listen to this, maybe two or three people. Um, you <laughs> and know, that's just us. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just us. Um, and I'll get my children and I think there's yeah. someone yeah, in chance. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Amy, Bree, 7-8. Um, yeah. Can yes. they all
0: do it on separate internet connections?
1: <laughs> yeah. really helps. Because we, we yeah. need that to look yeah. good. Um, you know, the stuff that people remember is actually the things that fit with them that they can apply and maybe think about how that works. So, Um, You know, Tommy, you've heard some of my dating stories. Hmm. You know, like dating is... I mean, gee, we could do it we should do a podcast on that. Yeah, well, we should yeah we, should, we could yeah, yeah a
0: whole podcast dating yeah. with Lisa or whatever.
1: Yeah. No it no, it wouldn't be called that. Dating with Lisa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but <laughs> with,
1: you know, people I was gonna make a
0: shower joke, but moved yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> on. I wanted to do gosh, don't worry. Do you know, <laughs> I am I did I have listened to some of your podcasts and there is a bit of a theme here because you did once talk about someone in a sauna Oh I thought oh, you were yes. going to talk about the squeak. <laughs> me too <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. She's laughing, but she doesn't
0: know what it's about. The, I'm just laughing that you you're yeah, laughing. No, I feel horrendous. like I don't want to know. Actually, no. Don't, no. You don't. That was I was 14.
1: So, oh, that, uh, anyway, curious. Very so, curious. moving on. So, we all have a chapter in our story, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and some you know, you yeah, yeah. And and some some we put to the side and say, let's learn from that <laughs> yeah. and move on to the next one. So, Tommy, I'm interested. You you know, you mentioned earlier. How do you know if this is your thing, mm. right? How do you know? And You're some, very
0: good at closing the loop, by the way. This is great. Oh, we need to, to go over every yeah. episode thank to close you. every yeah. loop. This is great. <laughs>
1: well, I think that's a really common thing that, that happens for people is that at different stages in their life, they wonder, oh, gosh, is this the deal? You know, is this is this the career path? Is this the marriage? Is this the relationship? Is this... You know, the body that I'm going to have, is that all the study I'm going to do? And how do I know if I found my thing, Mm. you know, where my strengths are? So interesting that you would say that when you're clearly, you know, really passionate about what you do and you get to tap into all that creative stuff that you love to do. But so how do we know? And I think one of the greatest challenges for people now is that we are all so busy. And a lot of us are living life in a way that, is kind of mapped, and I'm I'm getting through each day, and I'm doing a bit of survival, and I'm trying to fit in some friends.
0: And then we die.
1: And That's then, horrible. well, that sounded quite dramatic. <laughs> yeah, it's true, though. <laughs> no, no, but it's true. We're, literally, like, we're just gonna. And you wake up, and it's five years later, right? So, at what most of us actually require a trigger? Yeah. Well, you don't... Did that sound like I said you wake up after you've died? Yeah, I did, but I didn't want to bring it
0: up. No, so yeah, the the trigger... I heard um, someone talk about the crucible moment. You need that crucible moment where it's like shit's rock bottom to be able to then say, okay, that's when you get the most amount of clarity. Yes. Do you think you can... Can you hack a rock bottom? Well,
1: yes, I think you you can. And I think that's a really important question. And that was actually my trigger for starting to write because what I learned about myself was if my life had stayed on the same path, then let's assume I would have still been married to that person and I would have had this many children and I would have had that kind of career. And so when all of that fell apart and one day you wake up and you don't have a husband and you don't have a house and um. Uh, you've never considered that this might be the life you now have to live, you have to find a way. Mm -hmm. And I'm honestly like I'm not alone in that. You know, most people – I would say let's make up a number so we say incredible. Let's call it ninety six percent of people. Yeah, okay. um, Tommy, do you like, like that? Yeah, ninety six percent of people. Tommy thrives off
0: making shit up. You could see he got
2: a twinkle in his eye. Yeah, I let's like commit to a committing a to something. Yeah, yeah. and I so think it's in good. the conversation, don't yeah. take yeah. away from the story. Ninety six percent. Let's just awesome. put in a legal yeah. <laughs>
1: disclaimer <laughs> yeah, here. Exactly. But ninety six percent of people. It's actually in the show
2: notes of yeah, our podcast. just a yeah. said here, is probably not
0: fact. We're actually, if we ever got sued, I would be wrapped because it means people are listening you know what i mean like i was talking to
1: maybe want to take that back (laughs) (laughs) i mean that might not go so well for your financial future they can have it
0: yeah that's true
1: okay so 96 percent of people in the world at some point in their life have crisis someone they really care about gets sick did you just laugh I when I said that? laughed because I was
0: like, 96, that's a huge number. I realised you'd just made it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, were you not listening no, I was we listening, just had that?
0: No, uh, I was listening, but I had detached from that moment and I right. was in the moment again. Okay, and would you I was like a different number? No, I, no, I
2: whatever. think 99.999 because if you don't have some crisis <laughs> be- in your life. He's a full cowboy, isn't he? <laughs> He's like, no, He's you
1: know what? He's going hard now. He's
0: going hard. Don't ask Tommy to talk numbers. Yeah. I mean,
1: who gets through life without something happening that requires you to stop right there and yeah. go, What? Yeah. I'm not gonna like swear but 4%, you can.
0: Only four percent would <laughs>
1: <laughs> And then and then ten percent of people in that go, Well, I'm gonna get stuck here because I don't have the skill mm. or the resources. Uh, to know what to do in this situation, and then another ten percent let 's just keep rolling with the made yeah, up numbers yeah, okay. you know go, I actually see opportunity in this mm-hmm. you know, and then you 'll have a, a percentage of that population who will actually take time to process what 's happened and have to learn some new stuff and but think about stories where you see a dad who like lifts a car off his child and yeah. he didn 't know he was that strong, mm-hmm. right. So can we hack that? Well, yes. Yeah. You know, it's it's being a Put grown a car up. On
3: your child, so. <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> no, Tommy, stop
1: it. Take, <laughs> can we edit that? No, can I we, never do, do that. We, not edit? we don't do we edit, not edit anything. So how do we how do we do something that says you know if I want more, if I want something to be more or less in my life, if there's something I want to stop doing, if I want to start something new, then am I prepared to do the work to make that happen?
0: Is this whole industry too individualistic? Is it all too me, 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 ambition, that sort of thing? Like how do you find, how do you get, is ambition a good thing?
1: I I don't think it is too me, me, me. I actually don't think we do that enough. Yeah. So, one of the things that I talk to people about is make yourself your most important project. Mm. That's not permission to be totally self-focused, But if you think about what a project is, it means I set deadlines, I have vision for success, I create goals, I might go and uh, speak with some experts or consult some people around things that I might need to know, learn or understand. And I think we spend a lot of our time just getting through each day, ticking off our to-do list. And that's not because we don't care. But because we're in an environment where we are churning stuff out and expectations are so high about what needs to be delivered, Um, people who are, you know, lots of people are juggling parenthood and working and trying to fit in exercise. I don't think we do enough to do the me, me, me stuff.
2: Yeah. How much, uh, and this is for me personally, I find it difficult to look inside and work out what do I want? Mm. Even though I know I want, you know, money to be able to have my family comfortable, but I still find it hard to get it out of my head onto the page. I'm sure you've dealt with a lot of these people. What's the block there? Why do we find it so challenging Mm. to look inside?
1: I think there's lots of things. Sometimes it's because we don't value ourselves enough. We don't think we deserve that time. Sometimes it's actually about not knowing how to you know, we haven't had that conversation with ourselves or no one's asked those questions of us before. And also we just don't we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. So, you know, that's where working with a coach or finding a mentor, you know, or a leader in your community works really well to have someone have that conversation with you. But I know someone, Tommy, who could do that with you. Her name's Lisa. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 yeah, she's a coach. She's awesome. Okay. Yeah, you should call her.
0: <laughs> the uh, Working with a the team then. So, if you take, does this, can you just transplant this approach for individual growth? And if every individual does it within a team, will you have success? Or what is the extra bit of glue to get teams working well together?
1: Well, that's a big question. Well, for starters, they have to want to. Mm-hmm. And they have to have a shared vision And they have to be prepared to work with each other um, and be resilient and have tension in that. And I think we, at at the moment, I think we spend a lot of time talking about how do we be happy and how do we, you know, and we forget the value in people being really robust with each other and learning from each other. We talk a lot about respect. Have you Mm. noticed that? Being respectful and, you know, it's a really big word at the moment. We've got diversity. We've Mm -hmm. got all kinds of things happening at the moment. How's Roseanne Barr, by the way? Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I
2: don't know anything. (laughs) She did some racist Mm. tweets and Ah, her show got
0: canned. Ah, one. Yeah. I'm Mm. not good when it comes to topical stuff, but I did say that. Yeah. Yeah. It was on Twitter. She tweeted something. Yeah.
1: It was a um, sleeping tablet, though, was she it? said. Yeah. The sleeping tablet. Yeah, the sleeping tablet. It's annoying tablet. when they tweet. Um, <laughs> 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 and they the, phone, uh, the company, who we shan't men- will not mention, um, actually did release a statement saying that... Um, making racist comments is not a known side effect of the medication that they provide I think that's a, a good marketing so, that is really yeah yeah. yeah it sounds so, like something
0: like oreos would do or something it's like yeah. a whole campaign they're really good with yeah, i mean oreos will kill you too yeah. if you <laughs> eat enough of them so sure there's our first legal case yeah. if you've ever heard one um, yeah. no so yeah working in teams
1: yeah, yeah. So,
0: so you're talking about there's all this discussion around respect.
1: Yeah. And-, and respect is not meant to be warm and fluffy and be about laughter. You know, respect should be about understanding each person's uniqueness and what they're bringing and the strengths. And uh, I think we get really sensitive about the things that people say, and I don't mean disrespectful things or things that are deliberately harmful to someone or mm-hmm. divisive, but... Really healthy, high-performing teams actually strongly disagree with each other about things. They ask questions that they haven't thought of before. They challenge each other and they have a really clear shared vision about where they're heading and what success will look like. They've had that discussion and they've mapped it out.
0: Judge of character. And working out, so I don't judge people. Yeah. So well, that's what. No. What I'm. What I'm curious about is that you know, there's there's people that will say I'm a really good judge of character, and they mm. they'll use it as a mechanism to be, say, you know, everyone's a bit screwed up, or I don't mm. like anyone that they've got an issue with. It's like a good judge of character. Don't. Um, I'm good. Good judge of character. Don't feel good about them. Mm. How well do you think we generally do? at identifying other people's flaws and what they're like and the story that we apply on others. Do you think we're better than the people themselves at understanding that?
3: (laughs) Or do you think... Because I
0: feel like I can paint a picture and I pick myself up doing it all the time and telling Tommy, I'm like that person's projecting because of this, because when they were a kid, this probably all happened right. and they mm. were bullied. When did and you now finish they... your psychology degree? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, on, it's ongoing. Yeah. Um, yeah, he listens to podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Audiobooks. Right. Anyone heard good. of audiobooks? Excellent. The school of audiobooks. <laughs> so, yeah, so i realise, realised, but I think that it's it's not an uncommon trait for people to think that they've worked all these people out. Yeah. What's your approach?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm. Uh, I think we're all really good at, Judging others, actually, because we learn from a young age. Mm. You know, we learn from a really young age. I'm particularly, and I probably shouldn't admit this, but this is me being authentic. Is that okay? This is great. Another exclusive Um, for the day. Another exclusive. Sitting at the airport. Yeah. Oh, I make all kinds of assumptions and stories Mm -hmm. and about you know what people are wearing and where they're going and, and you know, why those people are sad. And I can actually cry watching people at the airport. I get so involved. Could you
0: imagine the story they're telling about you? Just like, yeah, yeah. Looking, she's looking at... Yeah, she's still looking. She's
2: crying now. She's crying She's, now. she's crying now? Think, Lonely oh potentially yeah, yeah. a stalker, honey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there's a level, there's a level so of fun in it. It becomes we, a game. We
1: all... Yeah, have you played that game in a restaurant? I definitely restaurant?
2: have. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think Josh and I, we've talked about this and... you. You've identified that game as being a bit toxic for you. Yeah. And um, I even have fueled that game by saying, Josh, what do you reckon about <laughs> yeah. what's going on here with this? You're then such you, a good friend. Because then yeah. you get into it. I'm yeah, because like, be, I get a bit excited. i <laughs> like, all oh, that waiter seems a bit off
0: today. What's happening? What's, I'm like, mm. a, they've had, they're definitely fighting with the barista because you can see <laughs> their body language. <laughs> That sort of deal, right? Um,
1: okay. So let's have a conversation about <laughs> yeah. this off air, Josh. You so that's and I not together. Your, you don't. Ap- no, approach- no, absolutely not. I mean, in, the instinct thing is valid. The instinct that we get when we meet people is valid, mm-hmm. but our ability to connect, build rapport, build trust is actually more about how we ask good questions, mm-hmm. how well we can listen we most of the time we do not know what someone's story is and so when i'm walking around out in the world that's kind of a checkpoint for me to say that person has a story mm-hmm. that i don't know and what did they get up to this morning um let's so what's not- that
0: next so you asked that question yeah then my next thing is they probably had wheat bix <laughs> Do you not go that really? far? Do you do you Re- really? Yeah, well I do. no,
1: I don't I, so I do don't more then, of a question. So you ask um, the question
0: but you don't necessarily answer I, it for yourself. I don't
1: think we have a right to answer yeah. it. No, yeah. Josh. No. Yeah. I think it's it's good to be curious about people. Yeah. It's it's and I think it's human nature to wonder who's around us and and that's actually how we learn by observing from others, you know. But what I absolutely know from the work that I've done is is that people have a whole lot of experiences, values, beliefs, thoughts, ideas that we never get to hear. Mm -hmm. We all have, you know, just to get a little bit technical for a minute, we all have these different parts to our self-awareness and we all have a hidden self, which Mm -hmm. is the stuff that we don't tell people.
0: Yeah. Tommy and I were talking a couple of days ago about therapists, psychologists, all that sort of thing. yeah. Tell Lisa your sort
2: of view on why you haven't gone The reason
0: I haven't gone is because there's a feeling that through self-development, through all the audio books and all that sort of thing, I know like I can see the things that are happening. I can see my flaws or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, if I can identify them, I don't feel like I, I worry that, okay, a therapist... Is just another person who has a bunch of flaws, who has an opinion mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is based on not only their work, not only the study that they've done, but also where they grew like as much as they tried not to, where they grew up, what they've done, what their parents believe
2: in, like that still sort of comes through. What are you smiling at? Lisa smile at me, I'm smiling. Okay. But what I was thinking is like these this is so quick for you in your head. You know, mm-hmm. like the way you articulate it back to us it takes time. But you're so quick you're such yeah. a quick thinker. Yeah. Is it serving him it's or is it two, no. two coffees two
1: No it no, no it's not the coffees actually. And I I, I think it would be good for you actually, to go and have I, a chat with someone I had, actually. actually had
0: a sleeping pill before I got, <laughs> <laughs> the sleeping pills. Is that, that a, a roseanne? Yeah,
1: reference? Exactly. <laughs> um okay so
0: is that a of course it's yeah, a reference. yeah I'm just
1: just just making sure we're She wasn't clear. sure if
0: it was the Oreo <laughs> reference or the Roseanne. Yeah. Re- okay you're closing you're literally closing every loot great. It, it's it's great. She's yeah. it, what do you telling? So, What's your so Josh, yeah. here's
1: here's the thing. Have you ever heard someone say, Oh, geez, I regret working on myself? Um It wasn't a real question.
0: Okay, sure. Rhetorical. <laughs> I'm not used to no, rhetorical but, questions. But no, I think that there is something, you know, we overthinking. Mm-hmm. There is there's a certain interesting language, and especially working closer and closer with Tommy, which is like there is something detrimental in allowing yourself to think too much or give something too much energy in the sense of like we're talking about even self-development and all that sort of things. Some of the times where I'm actually happiest is when I go outside myself, when I actually consider other people and do Mm. things and service and all that sort of stuff. And so, I wonder whether I'm like, you know, every audiobook I listen to has some sort of question or thoughts that's constantly internally getting me to ask those questions of myself. And so, I feel like the the missing bit or the thing that I actually need is to maybe not go in a room and talk about myself and think about myself but to actually th- thinking about other people.
1: Hmm. So, that's interesting and... There's something really, really valid about what we get personally when we give to others. Mm-hmm. You know, I love, I actually love listening to you talk about that. And I, I think we all have a role to do that for mm-hmm. ourselves and for the community that we live in. It's a, par-
0: it's, a, it's a paradox, right? It's this idea that, hang on, I'm going to, it's like that idea of exercise where you go to the gym, but then you get more energy. Wait, yeah. How does that work? Yeah. Like, I'm giving yes. energy. And so it's by the giving, same thing. By
1: giving to others, it does give to us. But here's the thing uh, you are constantly evolving, mm-hmm. and your story has lots of different chapters in it. And I think there's, and I don't mean for this to sound harsh, but I think You're
2: there's kind of on
1: an arrogance in thinking that we can work everything out for ourselves, yeah, you know. If you think about the different roles of people who can help us to evolve, mm-hmm. you know, if you go to a coach, their job is to ask you questions and trust that you know yourself best and you and to help you work out what you want your agenda to be, what solutions, what you need to work on. So coaching where you are right now would be awesome for you mm-hmm. because you could work through and be challenged on your own beliefs and and do that work. But then if you go to a mentor, well, a mentor is going to nurture you and share wisdom and advice and if you don't go and have that conversation, you never get to hear those stories. A psychologist will do that deeper work on you and help you anchor feelings and, you know, Mm -hmm. do a whole range of different things, which is different to what a psychiatrist or a teacher, you know, the roles that teachers play. So, I I think I'm really up for new experiences Mm -hmm. and I would like to set you the challenge (laughs) right here to, and I know some amazing people, why don't you go and have a session with a psychologist and have a conversation? Because the thing is, you're a grown-up, right? So, if you have that experience and go, I got nothing out of that.
0: It's still, yeah, it's like the same reason why I would sit through a shit movie is because by the end of it, I'll know what. I will still you learn. I'll yeah. still learn stuff about yeah. it. not because you pay twenty dollars. <laughs> <Exactly. for the laughs> what about what about the scale? Of, the, one thing that I've been thinking about is the scalability of these types of things. So mentorship, mm. for instance, content. So the content that you're creating. Um, the book. What is the title of the new book, by the way? So
1: my book is Read Me First. Read Me First. Mm-hmm. And so,
0: can people actually? buy it right. They can buy it
2: right they now. They can. I'll there take care of this. Readmefirst.com.au. dot com dot Oh thanks Tommy. Amazing. Just yeah. yeah. Leslie's gonna love it.
1: In, in <laughs> she <laughs> will. Book in bookstores Perfect. in August. Like actually real but you can pre-order real, now. But you can pre-order now.
0: And so um what I what I'm interested in is content and all all of the things that are available to us now mm. can they how can they fit within all of this context so what what does someone get as an individual speaking to you versus you going up and speaking to 200 people and it do you think there's a really clear distinction of when you said this is an individual problem that needs to be worked on a one-on-one level versus I can go onto masterclass.com and have what it feels like a mentor experience mm. with some of the greatest people in the world
1: mmm I think both are really valid experiences and give you different things, to be honest. Mm-hmm. The value of having one on one dedicated conversation about what's happening for you is is can't be replaced by anything else. If you can find an amazing mentor that can ask you great questions and people mentor because they get back to your point earlier, right? Mm. When I mentor someone, I'm investing in someone else, getting to share some of my wisdom. And often mentors say that they learn something from, you know, I I heard a story recently about someone who is deliberately mentoring, mutual mentoring uh, Mm 20-year-olds. He's in his late 40s because they're teaching him things. So they spend half an hour on him and then half an hour on the person he's mentoring. And so the big room stuff is super cool because yep. you get lots of energy, you get different stories. What I love about group environments is Q&A because okay. other people will ask questions that someone else might not have thought thought of. So you a, get to –
0: Is that a better business model? Like talking purely business point of view, is there more coin in doing the big stuff versus the coach
1: stuff? <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: like uh, so – Like okay, So
1: uh, yeah – yeah, when I mean, when you're in a room with a thousand people and you're being paid a rate as a speaker, yeah. um, it's an hour of your time mm-hmm. compared to an hour one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. someone. You absolutely are looking at more profit yeah. when you're dealing with more people. Sure. But of course, that's balanced out with what's the stuff. Mm-hmm. Like at my core, I'm a coach. Mm-hmm. Like when you put me in a room with someone... And I have the privilege of working with that person on things that they've maybe never said out loud to someone else Mm -hmm. or on something that is their dream and you get to be the person that facilitates that thinking for them.
2: It's a deeper connection. That is super cool. That seems like more of your driver than financial.
1: Absolutely. And
2: Craig Harper is one of the things he says, if I had the opportunity to speak for $10,000 to... 100 people or 10,000 people for $0, he'll go $0, yeah. 10,000 people because of the impacting you have. And I see that as a driver of him. Do you think it's why you've found a level of success? Is because you're coming from that that I, want to I hope connect? so.
1: I hope so. I really do want to connect and I do want to share and I don't just mean connect me. I love connecting other people as well. You know, like when I meet people, I think, oh, they would be, really add value to that person's business or Mm -hmm. they would have a great time having a wine together or, you know, I love just connecting people for no reason. And it is a driver for me to, I don't know, I don't want to sound too wanky, but um, I really, I love the feeling that comes with knowing that most days I get to make a difference for people. You know, and as a coach, you never get credit, right? Mm. Because it's often confidential. It's not, it actually has nothing to do with us. If someone is highly successful as a result of the work they do in coaching, you never hear about us. And if they don't do anything differently, you don't hear about us either. So you get to have this. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's good for business. (laughs) But you you have this enormous pride in Mm -hmm. watching people go out and- do the work on themselves and that you can't put money on that, you know, the stories that I have and there's not too many days where my phone wouldn't ring with someone to to say, hey, Lise, you know, I've lost that five kilos or I've set up that business or I got pregnant or I've left that relationship or I was courageous enough to propose or I'm doing that study, you know, like every day I get those calls and that's all about them because, they did the work.
0: What about like with the coaching industry specifically, there's a bunch of cowboys offering. Oh, is there? Yeah, doing, oh, the, this, doing that, this. Really? Yeah, doing, you know, the six figure, you know, uh, do this, you know, follow this course and you'll be able to be making six figures, you know, selling coaching mm, and stuff like mm. that. How do we define coaching? How do you work out what is good Coaching versus snake mm. oil.
1: Yeah, snake oil. Oh wow, that's such a random thing to compare it to. Have you, have you not heard of snake
0: oil? Yeah, well, no, the snake have, oil sales. You yes, know the, well, yes. because the thing is that mm. I think that a lot like if you're if you're twenty one, uh if you're twenty one and you're a uh and you're a life coach,
1: mm. That's probably not going to go bells, well. Snake oil, mm. snake prob- oil.
0: is probably. Uh, I'm actually
1: going to add that into my. I need to find a way to use that today snake, in conversation. Yeah, snake, snake oil. oil. Uh, yeah. Look, and the the tricky thing about this is that being a really great coach is not necessarily about a qualification. Mm-hmm. Um people very rarely ask me about qualifications, which is lucky. Um, <laughs> no, people rarely do because what you're bringing is experience. I can't coach someone around leadership if I haven't done leadership, so mm. I've had to do the big jobs, right? So there is something that's about age and experience. Yes, there are there's absolutely study you can do, but how do you find someone? the The industry is actually pretty small. yeah you know I'd ask a lot of questions. And get a recommendation because we all know who we are Mm. and the ones that are the cowboys, Mm -hmm. um, all you have to do is pick up the phone and and ring a coach and they'll be able to tell you. But also just be aware that there are people who call themselves coaches that actually aren't, they're consultants, you know. What's the difference? Mm. So a coach, a, a, a purist coach is just going to ask you questions and never provide you with advice. So, when I'm coaching a client, I will say, and what's a different way you could have handled that? And what don't you think you've thought of yet? And if you were going to go out and try a different strategy, what do you think you might do? So, purist coaching is very much about empowering you to come up with your own solutions. Um, We trust that if you've done the work yourself on working out what it is you need to do, you're far more likely to implement Whereas a consultant, is, their job is to come in and provide information, provide frameworks, bring a level of expertise to the room. Uh, So you you have people out there who are business consultants that will call themselves a business coach, but it's quite a different thing. So the challenge for the people you're talking about is probably to work out what it is they actually need.
2: Yeah, sure. Mm. So it's maybe being aware of if someone's offering up advice Versus asking questions. Yes, because I think there's a lot of people that are. Everyone's coaches that are ask. They're giving or yelling, and even yelling advice. Yelling,
1: more if you yell. Or just telling people what to do. That often works well. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) just tell them.
0: Lisa, thanks for uh, allowing us into your home. To
1: chat I'd about random. I'd love to say it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was fun. That this, was fun. This, is this your first podcast? This is my first podcast. Well, we feel
0: privileged. Yeah. yeah. What's the vibe Thank you on for it? I like me. to, Tommy always gets annoyed because I deconstruct things on the air, but what do you think?
1: Are you asking for feedback now? Yeah, or? Like, yeah coaching what, session yeah. starts yeah. now. <laughs> yeah,
0: what's the? I just saw she pressed a button on some yeah. sort of. <laughs> uh,
3: dollars?
2: dollars are going up. Yeah, this is no, it's
1: faster than petrol pump. Do you know what? Pump. You you guys are great, and I love what you're doing. And the world actually needs more of just. The good conversation and the humor and people being prepared to listen to each other. And I actually feel really grateful that you asked me and it has been fun and you are good guys. And in a world where there's crappy things that happen every day, it's actually really nice to sit at a table with you and hang out with you. So thanks for having me.
2: Thanks so much. Your book, readmefirst.com.au is where you're on the gram as well. On but the Instagram. Instagram,
1: can we just say that Instagram is a different name? Yeah,
0: sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so
1: Instagram. Oh, yeah. In- In- well, no, you go. This In- one, In- I like- In- <laughs> can I guess? Just <laughs> say? Uh,
0: who is it? Uh, who are my projects?
1: With an S on the with end. With the S, yeah. So Instagram is who are my projects? Yeah. And the book is Read Me First. Awesome. Yeah. And it's yes. the Daily Talk Show. Everyone, the guys,
0: rock. Send us an email: hi at The, the difference with I think what we're trying to do with this podcast is not just having people on as once-off guests mm. but having friends of the show that pop like we that we sort of get you back and um, I think that would be really cool in the sense of if people do have thoughts or questions around it or feedback, I think it would be cool to um, we're slowly collating all of this stuff which we can you know have Craig back on have you back on and actually have this as a conversation that's beyond just us speaking but it's involving everyone so and we love
2: free coaching yeah so. <laughs> exactly and the clock stops now
0: <laughs> thanks everyone uh hi at the daily and we do have a po box too so we're legit po box 400 abbotsford victoria 3067 please send me something because <laughs> it's just costing money <laughs> Bye.